<laughs> Welcome to episode three of the Anti-Coffee Coffee Club with me, him, and that other guy. What's good here? Yeah, you know what's not good here? You. This is all wrong. No, this is the first time I ever How dare you? I wasn't quite sure what I'd just seen, but I knew it was time for me to leave. Oh, how are we doing today, lads? I'm doing good. What a week. What, what a two crazy weeks. days. How are you, Courtney? My kneecaps were on fire last night. Yeah, Kathleen said that you were, you were bitching about your kneecaps all night long. <laughs> it was so weird. Like, my knees were just so warm. Just there. Like, felt like there was a hot ball of lava on my knees. Mm. Really peculiar. I don't really know how to respond. Pretty achy. <laughs> I know, me neither. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Old hot knees, Brennan. Yeah. I do get warm knees. That was your nickname in university, wasn't it? <laughs> hot knees. Look at them knees. <laughs> well, how, how, how's your health, Tony? I'm well, yeah. I did have a bit of pasta that went down the wrong way yesterday and threw it up <laughs> in the toilet. But that was purely from poor eating technique. Nice. <laughs> That's pretty gross. It's gross, yeah. Sounds like a Todd adventure. Yeah, I'm, I've choked many times on food. <laughs> like in the last three years, I've choked, I've seriously choked twice to the point where somebody it was like, do you need help? <laughs> was that in the restaurant? It was, no, it was when me and uh, Big Shaz were away in uh, Botswana. But that, weren't you sat in a restaurant when it happened? We sat in like, yeah, yeah, like a, on the balcony just before like a wee yeah. safari drive. And uh, I was eating a bit of chicken and the guy was asking me questions. So I was like wolfing my dinner down so that I could be polite and engage. And uh, I just went. <laughs> and, and so I was like hitting my chest. Like proper pan. That's the first time I've ever choked. I was hitting my chest. I was like, oh, shit, this might be the end. Hitting my, looking at Shan across the table and she was looking at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're embarrassing me. <laughs> and then the guy next to me, this American guy, stood up and was like, do you need help? And I just looked at him and I went, I'm joking! <laughs> and as I said it, I like had like iced tea and chicken just came oh. straight out of my mouth and then I could breathe. And I was laughing. I was like, that's never happened before. And then... Uh, Finished a few meal. <laughs> pretty much then went out and saw some lions. Some wildebeest. It was nice. And then the other day, well, not the other day, like a few months ago, uh, me and my uh, one of my best mates were driving down to a stag day. We were eating Haribo in the car and we were having a good laugh. And I laughed and then a bit of Haribo went down the wrong way. And I was proper wheezing. And his missus is a doctor. So she he phoned her and was like, we think Todd's choking on a bit of Haribo. So basically what I did was choked all the way down. It was like an hour's drive and then got out the car and like bent double and just did a big cough. And then this big like fried egg Haribo came out. <laughs> But yeah, I choke quite a lot. I think it's because I don't know how to eat properly. Yeah. I'm scared. Like, don't feed Todd anything yeah, during this yeah, week. Actually, what happened a couple of weekends ago was uh, me and Shan were in Urban Angel in Edinburgh. And this was just as like coronavirus was coming to the forefront. And uh, again, I'm just eating quite quickly. And it was like a big crusty bit of sourdough. It was scratching my esophagus <laughs> on the way down. And I started coughing and there was a group of like... I'd call them influencer type <laughs> girls, like all with their phones out, all taking photos of the phone, all of the food and stuff. And I was just coughing, coughing. And uh, Shan was looking at me like, you need to slow down when you eat. <laughs> and just, just out of earshot, I just heard uh, one of the, like that, the group of girls went, fell silent and they looked over and then one of them just looked back and went, I've got hand sanitizer if anyone needs it. 
Yeah. What about you, Courtney? Any uh, ever choked on anything apart from your? <laughs> 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 mm, yes and no. Skittles. Skittles. That gets me. It's like you're supposed to chew them before. Yeah, you but if you eat them, something to do with like I don't know the coating in your saliva. Oh. Sometimes just gets me in the throat and then you try and breathe and it's all of a sudden like oh, no. it's not actually choking on anything physical it's just like the juice how about like it's yeah. not juice is how it? is it with sour skittles is it the same problem no more saliva no. with sour skittles yeah that would be worse wouldn't it I wonder if you're allergic to something in the coating yeah maybe because oh, yeah. I remember it was when I was a kid must have been like five had some skittles and couldn't breathe after mm. weird you just I need water clear it out I haven't seen Skittles in years. Are they still oh, making them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Loads of different types. Yeah. Are there? Sour ones. The there's the blue, green, and red. Red original. Red original. What, blue? Blue. What's blue? Blue are like... You're thinking of M&M's. No, 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 no. They're just like a light kind of turquoise blue. When you were younger, you know, you'd flick on the TV and there'd be like, loads of adverts for sweets. Mm. Gone. Do they not yeah. do adverts for sweets? Snickers was the only one that I've seen recently. Oh, yeah. Do you remember the Fuse Bar? Nope. Mm. It's like a... Raisin biscuity. They were. Oh, I used to love that. I used to go down to the shop in the village that we used to live in. Sounds terrible. Twenty p, twenty twenty two p for a fuse bar. <sighs> yeah, I don't. I don't think I like raisins in a chocolate yeah, bar. Nah, but fair enough. Too fruity. Yeah. Too adventurous for Todd. Yeah, I like a, a wee uh, just a Mars bar, regular Mars, simple pleasures. Snickers. Man. Snickers Nuga, ice cream. Nougat, mm. caramel, and a little chocolate. Huh? That's all I need. <laughs> what about Twix? Oh, yeah. Nah, biscuity. Nah. Mm. Not in I used wasted. to get them for lunch. That's just how fat I was as a kid. <laughs> get them a lunchbox. And every day we just get Twix. Can't eat them anymore. Twix is a great with a cup of tea. Bite both ends off as Twix and then use it as a straw. Yeah. It comes through the biscuit and melts the caramel. <laughs> Tim Tam challenge. Tim Tam. That's what they do with Tim Tams in, I think, in Australia or maybe New Zealand also. Mm. And it's the same idea. You have to suck a cup of tea through a Tim Tam. Yeah. Oh, wagon wheels. Do you guys have wagon wheels here? Yeah, no, oh. fan. No, yeah, wagon best. With the, with the strawberry filling? No, I knew you were going to say that. You're that kind of guy. I love a bit Just of plain bougie. chocolate. <laughs> Tony with your bougie <laughs> strawberry filled wagon wheels. Uh, wagon wheels were good. Mm. Um, although marshmallows sometimes, I'm not a massive fan of too much marshmallow. There was a saltiness to the wagon wheel biscuit, mm. which mm. was confusing as They're a so seven-year-old. <laughs> Mars bars are the worst bar. Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't need go. It's the Snickers, if anything. Okay, so... Mm. But it's extra in there. We're, we're boring people with our <laughs> reviews of chocolate bars, but this episode is going to be slightly hinged around reviews of coffee-related things. Hospitality and review etiquette. We can talk a wee bit about review yes. etiquette. So if you don't like that, you can fuck off now. <laughs> but you, you will like minutes. it. <laughs> you will like it. We'll make it good. Corner, have you ever given a review to anyone? Maybe in Airbnb? Quick five? Yeah. Uber? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Right. Uber. Fives. I'll never not... If I if I don't give a five, I won't review. Do you, That's how I do. You're the kind of person that when you get out of the Uber, you say to the driver, thanks, driver. Five for five? No. Oh, no. That sounds like a Todd Whiteford. I think that's the thing. That's a Todd mm. thing. Five for five? Five for five, man. <laughs> no, I never do that. No. Fuck that. Um, uh, my Uber rating is low. Is it? I don't know why. I keep them waiting. So you've never reviewed anything? Aside from those examples. Yeah, nothing that really stands out as something I've kind of gone, oh, that was terrible. I'm going to give that a two-star review because of this. Mm. Have you ever, do you give feedback in restaurants live? Like, if something's not good, will you be like, this is terrible? Mm. 
Or would you just be like, yeah. I'm not coming back? No, I'll say if something's not, if I kind of feel that something should have been served in a certain way and it wasn't, I'll be like, I don't think that was right. Mm. But it's rare. I'm not a fussy guy. I disagree. <laughs> My are. dad would always do it. You're fuss pot. He would always be like, ah, nope, take that back. That's cold. Kathleen got egg, uh, eggshell in one of our meals when we were in Dublin. And we made, uh, not a fuss of it, we told the waitress that there was eggshell in it. And she was kind of like, ah, I'll, uh, I'll send it back to the kitchen and then we'll make you a new one. And Kathleen was kind of like, she'd had a couple of pieces and was yeah. like, oh, I'll not say anything, I'll just put it aside. And then kept eating and there was loads. So that's when we called the waitress mm-hmm. over. She was like, I'll get it remade for you. And Kathleen was kind of like, yeah, don't bother. Yeah. You know, I don't really think that they'll do a better job this time around. And she was like, well, I can't take it off the bill. You're going to have to pay for it. Mm. And she was like, I don't have the authority to do that. I can discount it, but I can't take it off. And like working in a hospitality industry, it's just like, but you can. If yeah. you want us to come back, if you think we're going to come back, yeah. you would do nice things. You would compliment the coffee, like give us free coffee and take the meal off. A bit more effort to kind of say, we're really sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll make this right. Yeah. This yeah. is not this is not our usual form yeah. and this is not a money grabbing exercise. So cool. Well, I'll just take it off for you. Yeah. Sorry. So at that instance, we probably should have given them a review to say the staff were not helpful or they were helpful within mm. within certain parameters, but we wouldn't be back. But I didn't because I don't know. It's not the business's fault. It's potentially that staff member has kind of gone. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, but it could also be the other way around it that the staff, the business owner has said, don't do any refunds. And yeah. then that waitress or waiter is then forced to, to say something mm. like, oh, I can't take it off your bill. And then they look like the yeah. the nasty one don't they I'm not yeah. able to, or like the inconsiderate one you give a, a review that's my problem I'm always giving a review to a staff member it's going to put them in trouble with the business owner and it might be the business owner's business decisions that mm. have made that staff member yeah. react that way they might be in some sort of fear of like oh, I can't do a refund because that will show up on my yeah. on my like transactions yeah. and then I'm going to look really bad and they'll be like why have you done that refund yeah and then, yeah, it sort of puts the staff member in the, in the difficult position. I've got an issue with that as well because an employee should be able to kind of say, we're humans, I, I gave them a discount or I comped the meal mm. because I felt that we made a mistake and that we should do better mm. as a company. And the ramifications for that should be very little. But in fact, that employee could get fired or it could get taken off her wage. Yeah, And it's bullshit. Yeah. Like, I, I would expect our employees to kind of say, Guys, I did this because I had to do that. And we would be like, cool, yeah, fine. That's fair. That's within the parameters of what you're allowed to do or what we expect you to do. It's a fine line, isn't it, between empowering staff to be like, look, anything that we do wrong, just comp it and move on and apologize. And then that's, but that system's open to abuse, especially if you've got like a huge team who you don't, you don't know if everyone's, you know, some people are there just to pick up the check. Some people are there because they believe in the company. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So you, then it's open to abuse of like someone saying, "Well, the 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 parameter for refunds is like an average of fifteen pounds a day." Mm-hmm. But then there's one staff member who's refunding like a hundred pounds a day. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it seems like a lot of your pals are coming to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your friends are coming in, so yeah, definitely. you're just putting through mm. mistakes. But I mean, we used to do that in Subway. When I worked in Subway, we would kind of like, oh, give you a discount or take take a Subway on us because we can, um, and then just put it off as waste. 
as like, oh, we've yeah. made the wrong sandwich for you. So, oops, sorry. Mm. But that was just because we are that employee. It's like, oh, somewhere making loads of money. Yeah. The guys were rocking around in like really fancy cars and clearly not short. But mm. the people that we were giving discounts to were regulars. They were coming in every day. So by giving them kind of certain special service, they would give the company more money in yeah. the long run. So That's it. It's like yeah. some sort of... That's where profit sharing has its its benefits, doesn't it? Because yeah. if an employee isn't just an employee but also has an interest in the business, then yeah. they might not rinse you. Yeah, might not rinse you. But at the same time, like if you give, if as a business owner you give the employee a provision to offer their friends discount, then they're less likely to rip you off. Yeah, because it's given them some sort of leeway and empowering them in some sort of way that they're not gonna feel like you just not letting them do anything yeah. yeah that's what we do at the cartel yeah everyone's partner drinks for free and their parents will drink for free yeah that's yeah and the staff gets a discount mm. they obviously drink free what about you tony have you ever reviewed a place i must have done our, our fire alarm broke recently in our flat and we've got like a process of going through so we don't know our landlord we have to go through an agency and their mm. landlord um and we reported it to the to the estate agent didn't hear anything back and then for ages didn't hear anything back and then I wrote to them and said oh um, just letting you know our fire alarm still isn't working it's been like three weeks now and I'm not sure if you're allowed to rent a flat without a fire alarm like we have got another fire alarm so maybe it's okay but I don't know anyway I was a bit pissed off that they didn't uh, do anything so I, th- I gave them a bad review on Google just to make me feel better <laughs> I, think, <laughs> like, I don't think anyone cares about it <laughs> you know what I mean but it was more just for my own mental well-being yeah. to be like I've got to vent this somewhere and maybe oh that's something that I've done before as well actually I've had a problem with oh, I'm trying to think maybe it was like a mobile phone company or something I've realized that if you contact them I don't have a Twitter account but I've made a Twitter account to try and put a review up live on Twitter mm. Because then you get direct feedback because there's always someone working their social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they'll call you straight away. So I can't remember what that was, but it was, they were like, oh, call this number or we'll call you or get mm-hmm. in contact with us. And it's like a direct line. It's like a backdoor into the customer services. Because if you leave a bad review online, then it's more, it affects them directly because it's live yeah. and it's like right at the top of the list. Yeah, do you think there's a little thing about, um, especially with big companies that you feel powerless yeah, you know they they love to tie you up in phone menus, long waiting times. You can't email, so then there is people kind of go. Well, it's not really about the. It's not about the money. It's not about improving this company. It's just me being like, "Fuck you." Yeah, which Definitely. is yes, and I and I think there's a difference between that where it's almost like a faceless company, like Talk Talk. Let's say I don't have any beef against Talk Talk. Fuck you, Talk Talk. <laughs> versus reviewing a. Uh, Small independent, yeah, you know, family-owned business or whatever. Definitely. So that's the thing with small independents. I review every time I'm in there with a tip. So I'm not... Like if they say to me, oh, we need some reviews. So my friend's got a tree surgery company. Shout out Mundaka Tree Care. Mundaka Tree Gang. <laughs> and Get it. He's, uh, he just wrote on our WhatsApp group with all, the, all our friends from back in school. It's like, oh, would anyone mind giving me a review on Google just to boost my ratings? Mm. So everyone, all of our friend group just wrote me a review on Google, five star. Thanks for cutting my mum's bushes. And uh, <laughs> and then... Grow up. <laughs> Grow up, Courtney. God. Yeah, so that sort of stuff will do. But I don't, like, I haven't reviewed 
any coffee shops in Glasgow, I don't think. Maybe I've reviewed the cartel. Ooh. I might mm. have given you a five. Yeah, it's a funny phenomenon that as an industry professional, so this happened to us recently, actually, like an industry professional came into the shop and usually we don't treat them any differently. But if the shop's quiet, we'll have a, a bigger conversation with them about, yeah, sure. you know, what's happening with your shop, what's happening with, with your roastery, blah, 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 blah. Like somebody came in, they had t- two coffees. I can't even remember if I charged them or not. And that's just, again, like a, a perk of the industry. Everybody knows we're not highly paid. So somebody comes in for a coffee, tend to just be like, oh, don't worry, mate. Yeah. Especially if you've not seen them for a while. If, yeah, you know, sure. if they've made the effort to come all the way down, if they're in every day, then fair enough, charge them. But anyway, uh, and then, yeah, like th- a week ago, uh, we got a review from this person, like four stars. No way. Like, what, man? <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. Like, no feedback either. So it's like, wh- where did we go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> was it was it my chat the was music. it the two free coffees you got like yeah. was it the, the yeah i don't know that's crazy I, I don't know if i would review another coffee shop in glasgow i wouldn't review them down yeah i'd give them it. five for a wee boost but i wouldn't i wouldn't go shite yeah no. two star yeah definitely so. yeah that's it isn't it yeah i'm not a big reviewer i'll review when you have to or yeah. when you're forced mm. to but I, like on Uber, I'll always give. I don't think I've ever given less than a five star. Yeah. Or I'll I'll vote an Uber down if oh, yeah. if, if it stinks. Yeah. Right. If it stinks. Yeah. If it stinked, I'll be like. <laughs> yeah. Because you can put that, you can put that on the thing as well. Yeah. True. Yeah. I'll just give you a car stank of smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Or if they're like, I don't know, too fast. Yeah. Yeah. True. Or actually, if I see them do something antisocial, mm. review them down. Yeah, we had a Hamden that ran a red light once. He was he was complaining about cyclists as <laughs> as he was doing it. And me and Elaine were just sat in the back like, this is awkward, we're both cyclists. Yeah. <laughs> he was arguing. And then he just ran a red light and we were like, that was a red light, mate. He was like, oh, yeah. Oh, Those red know. lights are so inconvenient. Yeah. Yeah. There's more guidance. There are more guidelines and rules. <laughs> you should wash your hands, you dirty pig. Quite nice we've had almost zero uh, Corona chat in this episode. Yeah, yeah that let's keep good. it that way. Yeah. Where everyone's doing their best. I like there's just a little ambiance of uh, Courtney's dog Braith just tippy tapping hey, on the. Hey, Braith. You sound like you've got floor. like 20 legs. It's <laughs> like a little caterpillar with a tap yeah. dancing shoes on. <laughs> Nicole What's Batterfeld. That? Nicole Batterfeld. So I got to know her through competition. The year I was competing, she came second and I came third. You were competing in the German Barista Championship. The German Barista Championship. Tony, if I remember correctly, you finished third and you, I think you won Best Espresso, no? That's right, yeah. Some man. In the same year? In the same That's year, yeah. Nice. I'm going to see Best while you're doing this. Do you know what? It might be quite interesting for the fans. I'm going to find your, the email that you sent us to introduce yourself. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Oh, yeah. Dear Courtney and Todd, after some years of working elsewhere in Europe, I'm looking for an opportunity to return to the UK and feel that Glesga is the place to be. Therefore, I'm writing to you to see whether you have any opportunities later this year for an addition to your team. From what I have read and seen, 
I find the conscientious ethos of the Good Coffee Cartel with regards to ethical transparency of coffee's journey from origin to customer and the progressive, unpretentious customer approach you guys offer very appealing. I'm a firm believer that education shouldn't stop with a know-it-all barista or roaster and must continue beyond the customer's experience. Rather than send a formal CV, I would prefer to write a little about my experience. But if you request one, then I'd be happy to send it along. <laughs> what, like, lovely... That you were like one of the first people who actively like tried to get on the team. Yeah. And what a big mistake it was that we didn't hire you at that point. Because yeah. we'd probably be one of the top ones by now. We are. Well, it's taken a lot um, longer. Yeah. Uh, what? How did you find us? I, That's what I'd like to know because I never knew that. I never understood it. It's either yes. you found us on Instagram. I think I was just doing a bit of research into some places. And... That's the thing, like, I've, you work in coffee a long time and you know the sort of places that you like to work in, they know the sort yeah. of places that you wouldn't like to work in. And I knew that I didn't necessarily just want to be stood behind a machine. But I actually didn't realise how young your business was when I... Um, because we look so old on the website. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, yeah, because it looked like it was... Like, the website's good, the Insta was mm. strong, and then I was like, oh, this, yeah, this looks quite good. Must have, must have been through Insta. Because I think at that point we weren't even going a year. No. No. Six months maybe. It was, yeah. And then literally. When was that email sent? 12th of April 2018. Right. Yeah. So two April, years ago. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, because then I came to the coffee festival, right? Yeah. And then I Six met you months ago. You came to the decent yeah. espresso machine thing. That's yeah, when I first met March, you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's funny, isn't it? Courtney, do you remember when I hired you for the last place we worked? And uh, Courtney just said, I don't do CVs. <laughs> when I went, oh, you hired. <laughs> <laughs> when can you start? So we don't have anybody, so I think CVs are just so generic. Like everyone writes pretty much the exact same thing. So like your name, mm. what, what you like, what you're doing, where you've done things, and it's just there's no personality. It's always very yeah. structured and all very samey. Yeah, cover you, letters are great, but I think it, cover letters people can go so wrong. Just yeah. if there was only a way to kind of get everything across that you'll most likely talk about in an interview. Yeah. Yeah. Before you get to an interview. Yeah, totally. It's like, I know these are the questions you're going to ask me. So here are the answers. Yeah. Yeah. If you go by uh, what's on people's CVs, it's, it's amazing how many uh, dynamic ideas driven people there are out there who are <laughs> not only good at working alone, but good with good at working with a team as well. Yeah. yeah. You'd think that our economy would be in much better shape if that was true. <laughs> That's it. It's all. That's the thing that gets me to CVs and stuff. It's just the classic stuff, isn't mm. it? And like I'm, I'm writing a CV to apply for a PhD at the moment, and you just like, it's just reorganizing the CV from somewhere else to suit. Yeah. Like it's basically just saying like, rather than, so it's a lot to do with people communi communicating, and rather than saying like I was a physiotherapist, I'm putting that I'm a rehabilitation therapist or something because I just think that that suits somehow. Mm. This this aspect of what the PhD is for, yeah. and it's just like sometimes it annoys me. It's like, oh, why am I doing this? And then, but it work like it does work. Like the language you use in certain aspects just it has yeah. to change depending on who you who you with, yeah. who you're applying for. And yeah, it's amazing to see obviously it's a business that hires people semi regularly. Mm -hmm how wrong people can get it. Yeah. Yeah. Like weird things like they've never been into the shop. 
yeah. yeah. And they think they'd like to work there. It's like, how do you know? <laughs> yeah. Or they live close, so they think we should hire them. Yeah. It's like, oh, I just live down the road, so they do a perfect job. Or if they're a customer, or like a full-time customer, and they mm. want to work there, I always find that also on, on a bit dangerous. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like, you're, you're enjoying it as a customer, but yeah. you're not going to enjoy it with Yeah, it. exactly. Wait till you have to sit in a Monday meeting with me and Courtney being like, <laughs> shop wasn't very clean last night, was it? <laughs> you left the back door open again. Yeah. It's time audio. Here we oh, go. Here we go. Oh, shit. I'm quite nervous. We're on. Is the working? Hello, Nicole. Yeah, hello. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for coming on to the, the podcast. Um, cool, 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 cool. What, cool, what cool. time is it over there? Uh, it's uh, half past ten in the night. Okay, so have you had a full day of work? No, because I'm quarantined. All <laughs> oh, right, so you're you properly under house, uh, like stay at home. Yeah, and... I just got my test pack today. Oh, so really? I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm all good. But obviously, everybody's like taking super much precautions of like, oh, yeah, you can't go out. You can't go to work, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm healthy. Let me go out. Yeah. <laughs> Are you somebody who's quite good at, I don't know, sort of entertaining yourself or, or can you be in the house for extended periods of time or do you like to be out and about? Yeah, I've really, really been using my time. Um, I've made about 10 videos in the last two days which are all like homebrewing and how to do this and how to do that. Um, So it's actually been extremely productive. That's good. So So there's a, there's a, every negative thing has a positive thing, doesn't it? That you can. Yeah. I've had time for my social media. (laughs) Yeah. So is that on (laughs) a. Which is really good. Would you like to hear the intro that I've written for you, Nicole? Uh, Yes, please. That's pretty nice. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. Here we go. Our guest this week is Nicole Butterfeld. A global coffee all-star, Nicole splits her time between Rostatter in Berlin, Germany, and High Road by Honor in Canberra, Australia. Whether pulling shots for the masses, dialing in a roast, training a brew class, or competing on stage in coffee competitions around the world, she is one of the most knowledgeable, composed, and genuine coffee specialists that you'll be lucky enough to meet. An ambassador for some of the most influential coffee brands such as Mockermaster, BWT, Ernex, and Vittoria Arduino, Nicole still manages to find the energy and time to write an insightful blog about her experiences. Competition success does not come without massive amounts of skill and dedication, of which Nicole has plenty, which has landed her with all shades of medals at national competitions, including a prized first place at the very competitive German Brista Champs in 2018. She also represented Germany in the World Coffee and Good Spirits Championships, where she came in impressive fifth place. Nicole Butterfeld, welcome to the Anti-Coffee Coffee Club. Oh, this is so <laughs> lovely. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just sitting here smiling. Oh, my God. This is so nice. nice. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, it's, a, it's a pretty good resume. Have you got any memories oh. or, or highlights from, from any of those things? I'm just constantly sitting here being like, oh, fuck. I'm fucking nobody. No, I don't I'm know anything. <laughs> Uh, it's 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 super impressive what you've what you've done in the coffee industry and for a lot of people and it's worth noting that we we met properly at competition um yeah in 2016 2016 where you beat me well deserved and i remember i was so (laughs) scared of you i was just like oh my god (laughs) he knows so much more than me oh my god and he's an english speaker and it's my first competition i'm like Oh my god! I'm gonna win. I'm gonna lose so hard. I'm never gonna win this. <laughs> I re- I remember that because it's funny you say that because I was thinking the exact same about you. Thinking like, 
I was blown away by you were with Hochstetter at the time. Yeah. So, yeah. And I remember seeing your team and turning up and thinking like, oh, they had a nice transport with loads of nice branding on the side and your team looked so well organized and you were so like, what I found really refreshing about you was that you were honest about your nerves off the stage. And I was like, I found that really comforting because I was super nervous as well. And then, yeah. then when you got on stage, it was like, bam, so calm, professional and like in the zone. You could tell wow. how much effort you'd put into practicing, yeah. and going through that routine. Um, I wonder if you can share with us a little bit about the process of how you like get into that sort of that, that groove and how long, how much effort goes yeah. into it. Yeah, I think um, the best thing that I can relate to considering this like switching from like being extremely nervous and being trying to be trying to be professional yeah. um, was actually the world stage where I was just like I was in this backstage room and I think there was like at the time because you also had the latte art competitors like there was like 60 people or something like this yeah. and I saw Agnieszka and Dan and and Danny Wilson and Manos um, and all of these big 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 names and I was just like standing there <laughs> quitting inside and being oh, like no. you know what I'm the only person here speaking German so I'm just going to be the translator for everyone <laughs> so in my own in my own prep time I was just running around trying to translate for everyone trying to be a good host like trying to represent Germany as well as possible <laughs> like as good as possible and and everybody was just like oh aren't you nervous I'm like oh have you looked at the other composer? I'm never going to place anywhere. So <laughs> it's, it's fine. Yeah. They're all much better than me. <laughs> so crazy. And, yeah. And then when, when the miracle happened and I actually like placed into the finals, I came off stage and everybody was like saying like, Oh my God, it's so great. And blah, blah. And I was just like looking at them and I was like, Thank you so much. I have to go back to the shop because I've never made the Irish. <laughs> like one day before finals. So we went back to the shop and this is not a joke. Like we got there at like eight o'clock and we made Irish coffees until 11.30. Drinking and them as well. And in this time we made, we made 16 Irish coffees. Trying to find out the right ratio um, with you, <laughs> Kelly, at the time. Yeah. We were all absolutely on the border of killing ourselves. <laughs> it's like none of us drink cream. Yeah. One was there being lactose intolerant. <laughs> it's just like we're so so on the edge of going going insane and then going home being so nervous, laying in bed. Being like, I can't sleep, I just drank sixteen <laughs> Irish coffees. I was like Oh my god! And then the next day we got um, to the venue, and I was, I was the last one to compete. I think I was in the backstage and I was falling asleep because I was so done. And everybody else looked at me and they're like, "Oh my god, Nicole is so calm. <laughs> She's napping." And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no! You don't understand. You don't understand. I'm so done. I am so tired and so over. Yeah." So sometimes what you see on stage is absolutely far off what's actually happening. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's so funny <laughs> that, isn't it, Nicole, that um, all these people in the industry who you look up to and they're all peers, while you're 
looking up to them and thinking, oh, wow, they know so much and I'm feeling mm. intimidated. They're thinking the same thing about you, which is amazing, isn't it, for our industry? Because like when you said that about Tony, when I first met Tony, I, I had the same thing. I was like, oh, this guy is, he's, he's out of our league. He applied to, mm. to work with us in, in our roastery in Glasgow and we'd kind of, we'd just started. And then this, this sort of German uh, espresso slanging god walks into the shop. <laughs> and you just and think, then you see him and then you're like, oh, no, right. <laughs> yeah. and then After five minutes of talking to him, I was like, oh, no, this is going to be like, fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He knows exactly as little yeah. as I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I think, um, yeah, some of the like greatest experiences were when... I think it was the after party of Coving Good Spirits when we all got absolutely shit faced. Um, <laughs> and then Dan Fellow came to me and he's just like, Nicole, you've done such a great job. Now, the next step that you really have to do is just start believing in yourself. Because he, he saw me backstage and he saw me sitting there between all of those big people being like, I don't belong here. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. And he's like, you do belong there. And, and I think there's, that's a thing that still didn't sink in. Like I'm still like having this battle with myself being like, okay, maybe I do know a little bit and maybe I do well enough to be there. But I think that's the, that's the nature of competing. Like you're not competing against anybody else. You're mainly competing against yourself mm -hmm, and right. you mainly want to show it to yourself to like, you know what? I am taking this time. I'm putting all of this effort in. I'm putting all of this work in to show to myself that I have done all of this. Yeah. And do, are you able to look or do you use as part of your process, do you look back at the, at the live stream and review it that way? Or do you not look back at it at all? And you just think like, you know how it was for you in that time and you take that as your, or the feedback from your peers, or will you go back and watch the, the live stream of your own performance? Like it, it's still all happening to me. Like even like the move to Canberra and everything, right, like yeah. the company that I am, um, experiencing in the moment all of these extreme coffee geeks and coffee professionals i'm just soaking that up and i'm still seeing this as a journey i think for me it's not the time yet to look back at my work yeah because mm -hmm. i'm still completely in it and i still mm -hmm. think yes okay i might have placed somewhere but that's not it sure do you get a lot of facetime with sasha uh oh no yeah oh he's such a great dude like obviously i came here and we have met a couple of times in the past mm -hmm. and he was always very nice but i never had an idea of how he would be as an employee yeah because obviously he's traveling a lot and he's the head of the company and you have um he's not your direct boss like he's the boss of the company but obviously you have a lot of other people that mm -hmm. are your managers and everything and then realizing that the whole company that I always saw from Europe as like one of the greatest coffee companies in the world, that this is actually a handful of extremely talented and extremely dedicated people that make it work. Yeah. Like it is, it is literally a family that is running this place. Like all of the people working in it are working in it for like 10 years. They started being a barista in, the, in one of his shops. Like they started being there when they were like 15 and now they're like reaching, reaching 30 and they're still with the same company. And 
That's great, isn't it? It is. It is crazy how small the, this circle is, and how it developed, and how great it is for me to be a part of this, like to to experience this. And he is a great leader. He, like he's yeah. coming back from meetings, and he's he's um he's seriously talking to us, and he's like giving very very inspirational input. It's amazing that actually, isn't it? Because he's, he, in terms of people in the coffee world, he's the kind of movie star, isn't he? And uh, to have that kind of leadership still on, yeah. But you then know, you, but then you, yeah. And then you do realize, like, they're just people like you and me, and they're just like dedicated to this one thing, and they're doing this to the like limits of absolutely abstract, like extreme, and they're just all geeks. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they all sit down at the same table and talk about the same topic. And what I really love here is they're all about sharing their knowledge and sharing their experiences and trying to make you better or like the community around them, because that's the only way how we can make the whole coffee scene better. It's like there's nothing worse than not sharing Definitely. Not sharing your knowledge, not sharing your experiences, not sharing what you might have discovered. And this big message of sharing flavor and sharing your experiences that I got from this place working here is really changing my perspective. That's great. We're all just sat here, like nodding our heads the whole time. Like, yeah, yeah mm. like totally yeah. in agreement with you. There. Well, it's also helping if you if you can communicate it to a level where the end consumer can understand it. Um, and this is why I'm, for example, making content or videos that are easy for normal people to understand and to recreate. Um, then we have a tool in our hands to make the whole coffee scene better and the way that the world experiences coffee. Yeah. You believe the success to edu is education and sharing knowledge as well. Yeah. And like yeah. Instagram's a great platform for that and how you're using the the stories on Instagram to do like these brew classes and, and these things that people can just hook onto as and when they need to and like utilize it so well. And that's, that's no, something sorry. that no, Sasha arriving in his Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> There's literally one car driving past every half an hour. And that was the one car. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no worries. It's, uh, yeah. It's funny. It's, we kind of so our last episode we talked a lot about coronavirus and that was before it really all kicked off in the UK and mm. so for this episode mm. we, we kind of we've skirted around it because there's so much about it but while we've got you it's worth just asking you a little bit if you could tell us what the situation is like where you are and in terms of work and general day-to-day -day life what's what's happening mm. with, uh, with that well it was it is for me a very crazy month in the moment um because i one of the reasons why i moved to canberra was to train and to get better at what i do and i competed at the barista championship at um the start of the month um and the next competition would have been at the end of march and this would have been Coffee and Good Spirits. And I really, really want to do it because I really want to go back on stage and I want to show people what I've learned and my concept. And I'm just really like everything inside me really wants to present this. 
so I took a month off work unpaid and uh, board tickets and, and flew to Germany and competed in barista. And then I was planning on staying for the whole month to compete in Coffee and Good Spirits as well. But then we got the message that due to the coronavirus, Coffee and Good Spirits will be postponed. Mm-hmm. And when I got the message, I was already in the middle of my training. I was like, oh, wow, what do I do now? Yeah. There's so much money involved. There's so much travel costs for me involved. Yeah. And I was just crushed. I was just like sitting there being like, wow. Yeah, because what what do you do with all that, all that energy, yeah. all that brain time that you've put into getting this, uh, this project and, going? And, and yeah. And the other thing is like also, what do I do with my coffee? Like mm, yeah. my coffee is perfectly aged now. Um, all of my ingredients are perfectly aged now because my ingredients were fresh ingredients that took some fermentation time. And it's like, oh god, like what do I do now? Yeah. Um, so I messaged my fiance um, and I said, well, the competition is cancelled, and especially the week when the competition got cancelled, things like just evolved so quickly like they started saying okay flights are getting cancelled and Italy closed the border and Poland closed the border like basically every country surrounding Germany closed their borders and I was just like oh wow um, what if I don't get back to Australia like I don't have a job in Germany in the moment I'm I have to get back to Australia Um, this is where I live in the moment so what do I do? So my fiance was very quick and he said, we're going to book you a flight for tomorrow. And I was like, okay, well, this is very fast. Mm -hmm. Um, And we did. So on top of all of my expenses that I already had, I couldn't cancel my flight back because the flight, I don't know, the company was just like, no, we are already in so much trouble. You can't cancel your flight now. And so I had to book a completely new flight. And I basically escaped Germany. It felt like it, like I had to fly back the next day. And mm. then I was sitting on a plane for 30 hours. And then I arrived in Australia. And, uh, and I think 10 hours after I arrived in Australia, the Australian government said that anybody arriving from Europe has to be in self-quarantine. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> On the other side, I said, okay, I got in before that law applied. But then my employer called me and he said, yeah, you have to be in quarantine. So after my 30 hours of flight, I had to go to a doctor and then sit in that room for six hours. And then I got this corona test and I just got my results today, which is four days after I made the test. And obviously, I don't have corona. So I'm like... I told you I'm fine. I told you I'm healthy. <laughs> but yeah, now now I can officially go out again. But this was my last week, escaping Germany, flying, going to the doctor, and then I had to serve quarantine for the last four days. Wow. Yeah, we, okay. we haven't got any yep. cars here, but we have got Braith, the dog, who was like running around. So if you're hearing like little tip-taps across the floor, then that was the dog, like, <laughs> moving around. Courtney's little, uh, little Jack Russell. <laughs> Just on your website, let's let's give the website a, a shout out. It's nicolebatterfield.com and you can go mm-hmm. and look at that and there's lots of nice uh, information, some videos, 
what else you've got a shop when you getting more of your t-shirts stocked oh um yeah so uh, i had a woman um in germany and she made them all by hand um which was really really lovely but in the end we i had to realize like it was a lot of work and the costs aren't very profitable mm. so um the whole project with the shirts is a little bit on ice it also was on the demand yeah. And I'm planning to pick that up again um, when I'm back in Germany to promote women in the coffee industry. But in the moment, I can't really do a lot because I'm not there. So I just hope that that my posts and my spirit and my actions that I take on social media are encouraging enough young women to mm. speak up and to say their opinions and to... I had a lot of messages from young women that asked me about how do I address problems or there are problems at my workplace and how do I address them? And I was quite shocked about the problems that they were talking about. Like some of them were like, my boss decided to only use 14 grams of coffee in my 18 grams basket to reduce costs. And I was like, that's outrageous. Like change your baskets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't even know that they were basket size sizes and I was just like wow okay like there's a lot of education to do yeah, like totally. there's a lot of like okay so you've got basket sizes you've got pump pressure you can adjust pump pressure you can adjust your water flow you can like do all of these things um, and every time I had like a face-to-face -face talk to a girl they were like so appreciated they were like oh my god you've taught me so much and I was like seriously like i just wrote you like a 10 minute message and you you already think you've learned so much out of this <laughs> and this is where i think with sharing a little bit of knowledge that i have is going to maybe make a big difference for other people mm, definitely yeah do you find yeah. that um so in terms of your journey as a, a woman in the coffee industry how did you get into it and how did you obviously you've progressed you've done amazing things how did you find the journey from day one your first coffee job to where you are now mm. and in terms of the obstacles mm. that are in your way that might be specific to women rather than mm. generally I think what is yeah what is funny for me myself is like I'm a very very loud and very strong opinionated woman. So I never really had problems with speaking my own opinion and really pushing for things because I realized I will never get what I want if I don't speak it up loud. Mm -hmm. And um, this was, I thought this was working fine for me until there was a situation. There's also a blog post that I wrote about that. Um, where I was in a foreign country on a convention and I, in my head, thought I'm a very strong woman and I appear as a very strong woman. And I did get um, sexually harassed and I didn't know how to handle that. And I was just like, what? Yeah. And looking back at it, I was just like, if this happens to a woman like me, yeah. who is so opinionated and thinks she's a strong woman and I didn't know how to handle it, what? happens to other women like mm -hmm. there's so many situations that are not 
like the, where where the city agents don't get spoken about and anything like this and i was just like wow so i wanted to dig a little bit deeper and i shared my own experiences and i got so many messages back from so many women that have told me terrible terrible stories and this was always very confidential and very one by one yeah mm -hmm. so i just i just couldn't really provide them with any advice but at least i could listen to them and like go through the whole situation with them to find a solution with them and this made me very aware of the patriarchy we still live in because mm -hmm. especially in berlin i live in my little bubble where everybody is equal and where everybody um is getting treated the same way but if we look at the global coffee industry this just isn't the reality we live in when i go to international conventions mm -hmm. i obviously i get booked but i don't get booked because i get booked because i am who i am i get booked because i ask the companies to book me mm -hmm. which is also a fact that a lot of people don't understand like they think i'm on all of these conventions blah 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 because i have made my way no i am asking the companies so I can be there, so I can make connections, and so I can live this whole experience. And um, there's been a lot of conventions where there's a stand of like 30 people and I am the only woman. And that is, I don't know, it is it shows weird. How, it shows how systematic it is as well, doesn't it? Yeah. It's the same with a lot yeah. of private training events. So like, for example, I've been, I went to a last year or two years ago to a roast masterclass with scott Rao, mm. and it was booked booked out 100 male participants mm. and it's things like that where it's like where's where's the opportunity or where why, but that's, why? that's the funny thing just just let me um talk about you with that because you're two guys and totally, yeah. the other thing that i've realized is like your point of view because you're kind of like standing there being like oh well we're not being sexist it's kind of like everybody can book these classes it's like when we both competed in barista like anybody can compete there's no only women can compete only men can compete no way it's the thing that i want to push is not women being victims of patriarchy it's more like women have to step up yeah. They have to demand their place in the society and they have to go out there and they're like, well, there's a versus class. I'm going to book that versus class. There's this and that. There's a championship. I'm going to be part of this championship. This year in the German versus championship, the first place went to a woman. Second place went to a woman. There were three out of six people in the finals being women. Yeah. And this is amazing. This is mm -hmm. In 2018, I was the only woman competing. This is a great development. And this is what I want to push. I want to push people. I want to push women being more um, self-confident. Definitely. And do you think Berlin... who they are and what they do. Do you think Germany's ahead of the game in that respect? Because you've got like yourself, Anna Tosberg, Chloe Natras, like all barista yeah. champions who've been great examples to women in the coffee industry. Do you think that that's helped I think, yeah. Berlin or like Germany I, in, in a wider respect be better in that context? Well, I think the last years show that there was Anna two times, then there was um, Chloe, then there was me, then there was Wojtek who made an absolute fucking ripper yeah. at the world. <laughs> like he placed fifth. It is so great. 
And this year it's Eileen. So we are very well represented, but we also have to realize that these championships are great and they're a great way of communicating what we do in specialty coffee. Sometimes they're not really the real image of mm -hmm. the actual coffee world. And me living in Berlin, I do have to say that I live in a bubble which is not real. Berlin is not Germany. It just isn't. Mm -hmm. I love Berlin for how open it is and for how much we um, tolerate anything that comes in our path. But unfortunately, that is not the real image of Germany. I think Women still get paid 70% of what men get paid in Germany. Is that, that that's in the coffee industry? I think mainly in the coffee industry, what is a problem is the opportunities that you get. Yeah. I don't think it is hard for a woman to get a job in a cafe. What is more hard is to get a coffee, like to get a job in being a manager or mm -hmm. being a little bit more of a, like an office job. Like there's so many jobs that the coffee industry has green bean buyers, retail, lots of companies involved. Yeah. And this is where it gets hard for women, not because we are women, but because of the fact that we might be able to have kids. And it's always a risk for employers. And this is just unfair. Yeah, it's very unfair, isn't it? Because what, what, I suppose what you're talking about is the, the career path to go from most people in the coffee industry start working in a cafe, as you say, and then what they need to then be shown is if they're really passionate about it, that there is a path for them to do other things in the industry. And so for you, it looks very much like, okay, so you're working for another company, but you're also doing your own thing and you're being incredibly... Yeah, but at the same time, I'm, at the same time, I'm still working in a cafe. Mm -hmm. I'm still a barista. Yeah. I'm still at this level. And I still have to, every time, earn my place to do something that has not to do with being behind the machine. Yeah, definitely. And I think you can see that from, let's say, let's categorize the barista celebrities as such. The amount of women who are, are up there. So James, like, not, not to put anyone down, but James Hoffman, Matt Perger, like all of these people who are, have a big online presence um, with mm. regards to this stuff. And like I've, I've always said to, you, said to you, I'd love to see um, a video blog from you because I love mm. how passionate you are on on social media and this type of stuff. And I, I think that would be a great um, thing to see. So I'm just push, mm -hmm. pushing. <laughs> well, at the, yeah, thank you so much. But at the same time, every time I release a video, there's always these comments being like, oh yeah, but James Hoffman. Oh yeah, but um, Barista Hustle. Oh yeah, but it's like, I'm like, I know, I'm not trying to compete with them. Yeah. I'm just trying to bring it in an easier way, way to the end consumer because that's what I think I am. Being a Barista Champion of Germany means I am an ambassador for the German coffee scene for the German end consumers. A great ambassador you are as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thanks. It's, Thank you. It's cool. um, yeah, it's, I, I, I'm just, I, I'm sitting here kind of blown away by the amount of sort of extracurriculars you do. And I, I, <laughs> I'm absolutely amazed by the, the, the fact that someone can get in touch with you and especially, well, I suppose specifically, a young woman who's getting into the coffee industry um, can can come to you with problems and you can mm. give them advice because as as much as we we consider ourselves 
incredibly equal opportunity employers. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I'm a 35 year old man. And if, you know, if there's a, a young woman coming into the coffee game, she might not look to me as someone who can give her advice or who understands her experience. So it's, it's really important for women like you to, to kind of step up and show them that there's a path there. So I, I, I'm, I'm so glad we got to talk to you today because this is absolutely <laughs> amazing. Thank you. Yeah. So the other thing we're, we do on this podcast is just talk around a theme of the week. And this week we're talking about reviews from within the coffee industry. Um, mm mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you've had any reviews or given any reviews, which is also do you do you give reviews to coffee shops when you go there, like on like online versions of reviews? Are you a re- to review? coffee shops? No, no, I don't think I'm in the position to judge any coffee shop because I think that's that's just not very helpful. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but from my perspective, because who am I to like judge, like? Every time I go in a coffee shop, I see a moment and that might not represent the whole shop or the whole philosophy. But what I do give is I give my personal own experience of brewing methods or um, machines. And um, this week I've just released a review on Mocha Master. Mm -hmm. And um, this was very important for me because on one side, I am a Mocha Master ambassador, but on the other side, I am not a fan of going outside and being like, it's the greatest machine in the world. Yeah. Um, so I actually have just given an honest review on like what works and what I think works in which situation. So not every machine is perfect for every situation. Um, yeah, and I've written a big article and it's on my, on my website now. Nice. I'll go and read that after. I'm just very amazed that you asked me. Thank you so much. Oh, your inspiration <laughs> to like, me. Yes, I'm just, I'm just kind of like trying to trying to do a decent job, and then if I get um, praised so much, I'm just like, who are you talking about? <laughs> it's me. It's like, what? <laughs> it's it's very nice. Thank you so much, and um, I love um, that you put all of this work into it, and that you actually do a podcast to share all of this information i think that's a great that's a great thing you do thank you so much oh thank you so much thank for you. coming on what yeah. a pleasure to speak to you nicole yeah and um yeah stay sane in quarantine and um take care of yourself and yeah we'll, hopefully um we'll speak to you again very soon yeah and best of luck with everything yeah thank you All you right. too cool. thank you so much for that lovely chat thank you thanks nicole all Cheers. right bye. take it easy thank you bye. have a great day bye bye i keep drinking it what is wrong with me i would use the scoop i'm a little bit terrified right now you know how i feel about scoops <laughs> it doesn't smell good i'm extremely into this i think i think this is awesome but i can't wait i can't wait anymore that i should be safe to drink this it won't be good that is really fine. <laughs> She's got a great attitude, I think. Like, yeah. An amazing. Uh, she doesn't believe her own hype. Yeah, which yeah. is unreal. Yeah. And yeah, I'm I'm amazed. I think if you're if you're anybody getting into the coffee industry and you're trying to get ahead and you're coming across problems, that's someone who you yeah. can contact. You can get on her website, and her website is nicolebatefeld.com. Nicole spelled the normal way: Batefeld, B-A-T-T-E-F. 
E-L-D.com. Um, you can read her blog, which is incredibly insightful. Um, she's got some reviews, as she spoke about. Yeah, so go and give that a whirl. Also, follow her on Instagram at N Battlefield. That's N B A T T E F E L D. N Battlefield. It's good what she was saying about women in competition as well, or like not women in um, coffee-related events. How their the audience is quite low, and it's not because guys are saying, "Oh, you're a woman, you're not allowed to come." She's trying to encourage more women to interact with the industry in that sort of way. Mm. So I, just yeah. go, go sit in on these things. There's nothing stopping you. It's it's a funny one though because if if the patriarchy are using language that is deliberately or undeliberately, mm. what's the word? Passively. Inadvertently or passively yeah. using language. So for example, if, if we did a post about come to this brew class, is there something uh, sort of in our language yeah. that we use that passively just alienates women? Yeah, don't know. Or alienates any 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 group. Yeah. And and if you've got your head up your ass, you don't. You might not know that when you say, when you use this call to action or you mm. use this phraseology, you're actually alienating a certain group. Where you look at it on paper and you go, well, no, that seems fine. Yeah. Um, well, it's what we talked about classes. yesterday with the the use of the f word in. Yeah. Uh, a, a thank you email, <laughs> and I was like that. Well, if I received that email, I'd be like. That's cool, yeah. but actually, yeah, maybe you're you're a a sixty year old woman, nothing against sixty year old women, but you receive that email and you might be like, oh, that is, no, that's a bit disappointing. Yeah, yeah. I don't like having yeah. that word jump into my mailbox. Yeah, so it's not yeah, it's that, that's that. It obviously goes much deeper than that. Mm-hmm. But I think the more the more people there are like Nicole, who are rising to the top and inspiration, um, inspiration, uh, inspiring other women. It's obviously going to make the industry better because we're getting a, a different perspective on things. We're yeah. getting more information. We're getting more um, new ideas. So yeah, definitely, and inspiring other men as well. Like, like I said, she's one of the biggest inspirations in coffee that I've had. Seeing the amount, how, like you said before, how active she is and what she's doing, mm. and also leading by an example of being inclusive to everyone, yeah. and trying to work in an inclusive way to make sure that no one. You do as best as you can to make sure that no one feels like they don't have an opportunity to join in on what mm-hmm. you're doing. Yeah. And free that's education cool. is a great way to do that. And I think that's definitely something that yeah. we could all take a lesson from her book mm-hmm. and try and follow up on For that. sure. I'm an all Tough it. act to follow. Tough act to follow. What do you think? Want to just knock it on the head? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got any coffee myths for us, Courtney? Nope. <laughs> that segment's Coffee's going good. really well, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, so that'll about do it for episode three. We got over the difficult second album. Now we're on to starting to really get some of the greatest hits out there. Mm. Uh, so thanks for listening. Um, listen, we couldn't give two shits if you review us or not, so <laughs> you could maybe do something more productive with your time. Yeah. Um, and Stay healthy. Wash your hands. Stay inspired. Be productive with your day in the house. Yeah. Don't just sit wanking. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, play Xbox. <laughs> yeah. Instead. Yeah. You know, there's plenty yeah. of good books to read, there's films to watch, Things there's to write. activities. <laughs> so like she's just standing in her house just doing brew videos. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's like it? yeah. Rather than just being like, oh, I'm just gonna have a daytime nap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking make a video. We sleep for sixteen hours. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Uh we appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Especially if you made it this far. It's a long one. Um episode four coming soon. But for now. 
See you next time, dreamers. Thank you.